Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. Hey guys, hey Michelle, Michael, how are you guys doing this morning? Good, thanks. Good morning. Good Monday. How are you? We are doing well. I know Andrea is coming in. She's having some minor technical difficulties, but she'll be with us shortly. So let's jump into the show. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. I am Tamara Mouloui, super excited to be here. And at your business in digital, what we do is we help small businesses navigate the digital landscape, right? We really help you translate what you do offline into online. We bring together an amazing team. We bring together sales, finance, marketing, and operations. So you can have a holistic overview of what you should be doing online to help you achieve those dollars in the bank, right? To help you to get to that place of your achieving your business goals. So I I am always excited to be here on a Monday and Wednesday talking to you guys about your business in digital. So let's go for a quick recap of the last show. In the last show, we talked about CRMs. So what are CRMs? They are customer relationship management tools. And why are they important? They're really important for you as a small business because it helps you to collect all your data in one place. It helps you to get a really holistic overview of what is happening with all the marketing activities that you're doing, everything that you're doing related to getting to those business goals. Business goals. It gets you to that one place where you can check it all out. Um, is a CRM useful for small business? Absolutely. I just told you why. So you definitely want to start looking at some CRMs. There are some free ones out there. You can try HubSpot. We love of HubSpot. There are a few others, but definitely, definitely check into CRMs and see how they could really be beneficial for your business. Uh, how much does it cost? It really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. There are different pricing points, but the great thing is that you can test many of them out for free. So definitely check out HubSpot. They have a free version. You want to check out a CRM if you've not thought about it. It's a great way to scale and grow your business as well too, right? And how does it handle your customer data? What it does is it puts everything in one place so you can really start to see those segments, the segments we talk about all the time, right? How do you see who's bought from you, who's bought and who's looked at what video to get to that place of buying from you? You start to really be able to outline your customer journey in a really clear way. And it makes it easier for you to run your business and really pull together other marketing promotions. Uh, is a CRM worth it for a small business? 100%. I gave you all the reasons why it is absolutely worth it. We are a small business and we have moved ourselves into a CRM and what we see is that the picture is getting clearer and clearer how to get from one place directly to our customer, right? Gives us a clear journey of what's working and what doesn't work. Um, so it's been really good for our business. Uh, so you definitely want to check into using a CRM. We had Lyndon on the show last week. If you did not get to check out last week's show, go back, check it out. Lyndon was awesome. He is a HubSpot partner, just like we are at Monavan. And he's been using and selling CRMs to small businesses. And I mean, he just talks... Oh, so highly of it. He says so many amazing things. So definitely, definitely check out the CRM uh, from last week. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? So what did you guys think about the whole CRM conversation and the importance of a CRM for small business? You know, that was our jam, right? Last <laughs> so we, we tried not to nerd out too much, but definitely a worthwhile tool to check out for small businesses, especially if you're looking at scaling. Right. 
I think for me, I was I'm one of them that's like many of you out there I had to be um, taken by the hand and wrist and pulled into it a bit. So and learning and understanding what my why is. But we as we spoke about last week uh, on Monday and Wednesday show, once you're in there, you are hooked and you find easily what your why is and how it helps you to make money, retain money, bring clients and all of the, the check marks that you need to have for your business. So I thought it was worthwhile and we did, you know, nerd out just a little bit last Wednesday. So I love I love I really did um because I mean I use a CRM. I've started to use one and you know really maximize the tool for my business. And I really did see the benefits of it. And I think it's such a fascinating tool to really help business owners achieve some level of efficiency, right? Because we don't have the we don't have the resources where one where one people shows and you know. We need a lot. We need as many tools as possible that could help us duplicate and replicate ourselves. Right. And a lot of times we'll keep in mind too, right? We're talking to businesses that may not be one people show and they may have four people that are doing, you know what I mean? Each one of these jobs. So, you know, as we talk to these small businesses, this is something that can really connect the dots again for finance, sales, marketing, and operations. And that's really important, right? Uh, you know, these are the businesses that we're talking to when we consider as you're scaling, as you're growing. Now, if you're in that one man show space, absolutely a CRM could be important for you as well too. Uh, but we want to really make sure that we lean into understanding how does all these, how do all these pieces work together, right? What information am I giving my CFO to let him know, hey, as a marketer, here's the information that you need CFO to green light this budget. What am I saying to my sales team? Hey, here's the information that we've received that tells us this is the direct link. Here are some really warm leads for you that you can start talking to and moving them down that sales funnel. And then what am I saying to the operations team? So a CRM really gives you all the moving parts to really make your small business a little bit more cohesive um, and, and really help to, to get the message out there of what your business is trying to do, your product and service, but really have all your stakeholders on the team really be on the same page, right? That's what I love about this. All right, so CRM, CRM. It's so tempting to jump back in there, but like we have another topic this morning. Right. But just as you said, I just want to add that last bit that you're bringing yeah. the silos together. So just like we're trying to do on this show and represent the different areas functionally, a CRM platform brings them together, right? So marketing, sales, service, all under one platform. So that's why it's really important when you're looking at it for growth you're not gr growing and using a cobbled solution where you have different different applications, different platforms. You can grow within one platform. 100%. Yep. Don't let me know out anymore. It's Monday morning. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> it, is, it is over and done with. It is over and done with. All right. So now we are moving on to our exciting hot topics session. You know, I love a good hot topic. I'm always excited when we when we flow into the hot topics. So today's hot topic is brought to you. Oh, wait, I forgot the housekeeping. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to pull all the way back before we jump into hot topics. This is what happens on a live show sometimes. <laughs> Michael in his mind is like... On a Monday. On a Monday. CTAs. Do the CTAs. All right. So, all right. This is your business in digital and... 
I just want to let you know where we hang out. <laughs> okay, so we are in a few different places and we want you to tell other small businesses about this show, Your Business in Digital. You can definitely connect with us on YouTube. On YouTube, check out our channel, subscribe to our channel, check out the shorts that we're doing. Uh, we are having so much fun on YouTube. We're growing YouTube. We're seeing so much traction with it. So thank you to everyone that has followed. Check us out on LinkedIn if you're hanging out on LinkedIn. If you're watching us on LinkedIn right now, good morning. How are you? Uh, check us out. Follow us on LinkedIn. The page is awesome. It is growing. Thank you to all the new followers. And if you like a podcast, you know what? We're there too. We're showing up in every space. This is what we call content distribution. So we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We are on Amazon. We are everywhere, almost everywhere. <laughs> so definitely check us out, follow us, subscribe. We definitely want you to do that. And then the other thing we want you to do <clears throat> is we want you to take the quiz, take the quiz, assess the effectiveness of your online presence, right? So <sighs> scan this QR code, jump in and take our quiz. We want you to understand how your business is performing. Do you have a strong online presence? Do you have a weak online presence? Do you have a medium online presence? The great thing is when you take this quiz to assess your online presence, what you really get is a clear understanding of where you stand right now in your digital space. And it gives you a roadmap to go forward. So take the quiz and definitely let us know your thoughts and you'll get a lot of feedback from us. This is also a lead generation tool for us. So we're doing exactly what we say. We're practicing what we preach and we're putting the tools in place so that we can start to better help you as a small business. All right. All right. Okay. So I did, I did it. <laughs> did I make up for it? <laughs> It's just Monday. It's just Monday. We have people in the building already. Super, super excited. Hey, Uche, good morning. How are you? Happy Monday. So thanks. So glad for you joining us this morning. All right. So now we are ready for our hot topic section. <sighs> so what are we talking about today for hot topics? Andrea, this is, is this you? <laughs> yes, it is. It's me. This is my topic today. So right. this is, so what is it? Right, so this is an interesting topic um, that I, I came across, basically. it's what, I'm, what I like about this story is that it's basically about a business that has taken um, a very simple um, solution and is seemingly making it into a very successful business. So what is this? This is a story about cash stuffing and how an age-old technique is making waves as a business. So in this age of technology, there are so many budgeting apps and tools. And then this, there's this analog practice of manually putting away cash. And it has been making some waves in debt management. And it's called cash stuffing. It literally, it literally involves taking your cash, stuffing it in envelopes for designated purposes. It could be recurring expenses or saving for specific things. And everything is labeled and set aside. So basically, it's the age-old way that we've learned how to save, right? It's the it's the um the manual way of literally taking your cash and putting it away. So it sounds pretty standard, right? But the story behind it is quite interesting, and this was the, was the part that spoke to me. So Jasmine Taylor, and this the person was featured in um, USA Today and also featured in New Mag Entrepreneur Magazine. So Jasmine Taylor, um, back in 2021, was drowning in nearly eighty thousand dollars in debt. And she had tried a countless budgeting techniques and nothing seemed to work. She then stumbled upon this method called cash stuffing on YouTube. And it involved taking your cash out for the designated spending purpose, putting it in different envelopes. And this practice has basically helped her get out of debt, 
right, in the two years. By 2022, she paid off all her debts while amassing a TikTok following along the way, a TikTok following of over 650,000 followers. Now she has turned this entire practice that she was doing for herself, she has transformed that into her own full-time business called Bodies and Budgets, and it bas- um, which basically has like a blog, as well as she's selling different merchandise or items to assist you in the cash stuffing exercise. So she sells binders, she sends wallets, and then on her, for, on her pages, she would encourage her followers um, in different challenges. So it would be like savings challenges. So what I found interesting about all of this is that she did not invent this. This is not an invention. She has taken a seemingly basic and age-old practice and is turning it, seemingly turning it into what is a pretty um, booming business. She is set to make $1 million, um, in 2023 in, in sales. And her business is built on education through her blogs, um, budgeting tools via the merchandise that she sells, and basically promoting better habits through her saving challenges. So with her simple explanations and videos, she shares tips on how to save from even the smallest amount. I mean, guys, she literally has a challenge called the Penny Challenge. And her merchandise that she would sell you for that is a piggy bank. And the challenge basically takes you through a chart. And every time you take your small change at the end of the day, and you record how much it is that you're putting into the piggy bank with the aim that maybe at the end of a couple of months, you probably have a couple hundred dollars inside of there. So it really is a story of how, you know, you could take this seemingly old practice that is seemingly not in tune with what is happening now because, I mean, everything now is very technology-based and there are a lot, a lot of budgeting apps out there that help you. And she seemingly turned it into something successful. So what does this mean for your small business? Of course, we always have to bring it back to the small business. And what I found is that what it means for your small business is actually some reminders, really, that sometimes we forget as we grow in our business we forget these things right so here are three things that i think you know for your small business one sometimes it means you just need to go back to the basics so in the sea of apps that are out there this business goes against the goes against the green in that it has gone back to the core of simple money allocation You know, so she has basically gone back to the basics. That's what budgeting is. When you strip away all the technology and you strip away all the fanciness, it's really about taking money and literally allocating it for a purpose. And she has been able to take that very bare, um, the basic part of it and make it into a business. So as a business owner, remember that sometimes it could mean going back to basic and you can apply this to a problematic area of your business. Sometimes you may find yourself in a situation and you're not sure how to approach it with a business, with your um, how to approach selling a particular product. It could mean just go back to the basics and see what you can do with it. The other thing is you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you can sure put a new spin on it. With her little cute binders and merchandise, she actually makes the process kind of fun. If you look at her on her page and look at her videos, the binders are super cute and they have these charts and she has workbooks. And she literally took what was usually boring and drab, and she has brought new life to it with this practice. 
So you don't have to reinvent the wheel because she did not invent cash stuffing. She said in her story that she found it on YouTube, but she took and put it on her, in her own way and her own spin and she's making money off of it. And the last thing is be clear on who is your customer, right? Her business speaks to persons who have problems managing their money. So they have debt management problems, but mostly who get paid in cash, right? And, and who are working with limited amounts of money, but they basically have cash. Her challenges are broken up into $5 and $20 amounts. She's literally encouraging you to, to save that $5 this week or save that $20 this week. One of her videos even targeted club workers club dancers and club workers who get paid in tips and get paid mostly in cash. So she's extremely clear. She's extremely clear on who she is speaking to. She's not speaking to, to maybe the professionals like myself who have my bank account and probably using an app. She's breaking it down to such a simple way that she knows who she's speaking to. And of course, based on the um, color scheme and just how she approaches, I think she's speaking to a woman mostly females, I think she addresses in her female in, in her videos and stuff. But be very, very clear on who is your customer. So I like this story because I think it, I was able to see how, um, you know, it's sometimes it, it just reminded you of sometimes how something, how a business could come from nothing. Our business could come from a bad situation. She was in debt. She got, you know, she, she, she taught herself to get out of debt and she was now sharing that message with the rest of the world. And I think it's a pretty cool, um, a pretty cool enterprise. And I mean, I hope it continues to be successful for her. But um, yeah, so that's my hot topic. <laughs> so love that. Funny story. Let me <laughs> let me give you a funny story. So my niece, Ayana, I have two of them, but one in the US calls me one day and she's like, oh, I'm doing this envelope thing and, you know, I'm going to stuff it. And I'm like, what? It's like envelope stuffing. She's like, do you want to do it with me? And I was just like, could we find a digital way to do this? Because I just can't. I just like, there's no way. There's no way. And then she's like, well, it's every day. And I was just like, okay, could we, could I get a weekly number? <laughs> so she's created a spreadsheet <laughs> and she has a randomized weekly number that she sends me digitally every week via text. And in the last two months, I think I have like put aside maybe about like $2,500 just like randomly. And so the other day I was looking, I'm like, oh, I need to, I needed to do something. I needed to do some stuff. And I was just like, oh, what am I? Oh, I was like, oh, here you go. So we actually took it and we, <laughs> we digitized it for ourselves. And we've been, so she literally sent me a number yesterday. There were some weeks where the number was like, oh, this is cool. There's some weeks where the number is like $500. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but then what it made me do is it made me just cut back on things, right? So the other part is what am I cutting back on to do this thing with this big number? Um, and so I was cutting back on coffees. I was making more coffee myself um, and making it just as fancy as I wanted to. I cut out, I got rid of the Uber Eats app. Um, so I just started to do things. I went back and looked at all my subscriptions personally <laughs> um, to just see what am I not using and just started to see where this money 
money could come from. And just the fact that it was funny because I didn't know how to use it. Right. So I went back to my niece because we didn't talk about what we were going to use it for. And I was just like, can I do things with it? You know what I mean? Like, what do I do with it? I'm like, are we, is this just like the extra savings on top of the savings? And so she was just like, no, you can now use it for things that you want. Nothing, you know, I'm not buying any luxuries with it, but I'm just using it for things that I may need, right? New equipment, new things for new shiny gadgets for myself and um, around the, the business, of course. <laughs> but it's just such a cool way to get it done. So we've been digitally cash stuffing <laughs> with a fancy spreadsheet. I love that. I love that because what 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 you're doing is changing your behavior. And yeah. with this business, um, that's what she's doing with her challenges. She's challenging people to change your behavior and set a discipline. One of her core messages is be disciplined to do this thing every week. Set, set aside a day and say, this is the day that I'm going to organize my money. And the tools are pretty cool. Huh? I mean, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, if I was that into that, I would have you know, been very tempted to, to get in. But, you know, she so it's not just literal envelopes. She's giving like a little binder. And she makes this really cool, um, cool envelope with labels and you can see what right. follow and, you know, a whole shebang that she's taken. So that's, I really like the spin that she's taken on something that typically if you would have been boring, right? Would yeah. have been kind of, you know, but, you know, with her, with her fun way, she's really doing that and she's changing people's lives by it. So I was, I was just fascinated by the story. So listen, Dana is saying she loves this as a common practice in the Caribbean. Of course, I think we may be talking about sometimes we used to do it as a susu as well too, right? But it's uh, definitely exactly. a common practice. Like my grandmother used to have like envelopes <laughs> in different places. Uh -huh. Over to the left-hand side, on the right-hand side corner, down in the evening, you're like, what? You're like, what is this? <laughs> she said she's also started to incorporate it in her financial management program. And Andrew is such, she loves it. It's a great, great topic. Uh, Allison's here this morning. Allison's saying good morning, and she loves it. Allison, we saw your new video. Congratulations. Love that. <laughs> um, you know, great, great topic. So these ladies definitely enjoy, are enjoying it. Uh, do you know that I applied the envelope bit to my personal budgeting? So people are definitely using it. Uh, so love it. Digital envelopes. <laughs> Michael and Michelle. You know, I, I was just, I was just, oops, sorry about that. I was just remembering, you know, the whole mattress, putting money in the mattress kind of thing, right? But I like this because, as you said, one thing, it's building that discipline of what money goes where at a specific time, right? So it's a really, I think it's a really great way to start building that discipline. Great topic, Andrea. It is. It is. In true confessions, I grew up in a household and my grandmother used to always do it as well. And I grew up doing it and then transitioned into it, doing it digitally. Um, I, and I still do a version of it um, for uh, myself personally for my girls trip that we have every year and, and every new event that we have for uh, like one of my nieces is about to graduate. I think I mentioned that. But in my personal life, as, I, as we grew into the digital age, I ran across someone else, a financial person on um, on um, Instagram, her name, Hey Berna, is, is who it was. And she uh, suggested, this was a couple of years ago, where, and I, I, I expanded based upon something that she said, and it is, I have multiple accounts. And I have uh, happened to, you know, in my, my, my world to have the direct distribution and did those and monitor it on a monthly basis and distribute the money differently. And I found that I was a lot more um, concise with money uh, I was more intentional 
uh, my money has a job. Every bit of every dime, cent, penny that comes in has a job. And I learned to distribute it that way and did it when I opened Lanyap. I did the same thing. And Tamara, you and I actually had a discussion about um, basics. I remember when I first came in because we were both watching C um, uh, CNBC and we were looking at ways to invest and do things in the business. And that struck a nerve for me. And I said, you know, Michelle, you need to apply that practice elsewhere. But it is more fun when you have the envelopes and you can dip the money in the envelopes and you see it getting thicker. And then you run across the money and say, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. And you watch the money just, you know, it, it just... I think the fun aspect to it, that it's tangible, uh, besides being the digital aspect of it and teaching young people, teaching my nieces and my nephews about that as well. It's just something that's just really fun. And it's nice to see the basics. And you're right. What I love the way she monetized this and how it became a, a lucrative business for her. And I think for all small businesses, that's a lesson learned. And what's in your world that you can take to monetize and create based upon something that you have in your business. So I love, I love this one. I would love yeah. to see the digital the digital version of this in banking apps, right? Where they just give mm -hmm. you envelopes, right? And allow you to transfer to those mm -hmm. envelopes with your phone on the fly, right? That yeah. would take that to the next level for sure. Do you remember the little couponing books? It was like a, a, an yes. accordion file. That's what I used to use when I was in college. I had an accordion file and it had um, bills and then divisions of where the money went. And that was one way that I was able to keep track of it easily. It was fun. One of the tools looks like that. You open it and it has the little slots and each each section is labeled what it's for. You know, your 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 healthcare, your personal, your rent, what it and she has it, you know, all labeled out. It really is quite fascinating. I looked at a couple of videos, I love the tools, the tools look so very cute. And like I said, she just made it very fun. Because apart from that, people and we think about finances and managing our money, we get uh Avage, have to do this, but the way that she does it is really cool, and I think, um, yeah, maybe she, maybe part of her business development, Michael, might she could develop the app to go with it, right? For those that to speak to those who probably not so much into the physical cash, but like want to probably do it still in a digital way, um, maybe that could be an idea for her to develop. But I'm, I'm fascinated by the story, and and it spoke to me in that wow, this simple thing, and she is on track to turn this into something, um, turn this into something successful. And, um, you know, sometimes just go back to basics, go back to basics. That's essentially what she did. You know, this is a basic tool. And, you know, as a business owner, sometimes I think we forget that, you know, and she's, but she's very clear who she's speaking to. She's extremely clear who she's speaking to in her videos. Awesome. 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 All right. So we, we got, got sounds. We got sounds. sounds. <laughs> All right, so we are moving on to our go beyond the like section. <laughs> this is one of my favorite sections, segments of the show. So in the on the likes today, we are talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about small business advertising and seven innovative ideas for growth and visibility. So 
guys, I took downtime yesterday and I got a chance to do a new presentation. So bear with me. It's fun. <laughs> so when working with a digital marketing agency, it can be really helpful for a small business. But I think for a small businesses, we need to understand that it's important that it is a collaborative effort so that uh, you are getting the best results. You can drive results without being collaborative, but you really drive the best results and see that much in the bank when you are collaborating. You can't just walk away from the process. Uh, you need to be an active part of that. So any clients that we're working with, we really have to be in a partnership with them. Um, so, uh, so ways that you can start really growing that visibility for your business. Number one is thinking about opportunities for partnership and cross promotion, right? It is one of the most effective ways to really get to new customers. It's by forming these relationships with other small businesses that may have similar target audiences. Now I'd like to present as an example, this show, <laughs> my counterparts, <laughs> Lanyap Digital, the virtual CFO. We are all different small businesses, Monovan Digital. We're all different small businesses that have come together to say, hey, let's build a partnership and pull together an education series with sales, marketing, operations, and finance to really get the message out there to small businesses. So, I mean, guys, I don't know if I could hit a more perfect example than that, but what do you guys think about partnership and cross-promotion as an effective way to start really getting in front of new audiences? And I guess, um, what have you seen as we've been doing this partnership and cross-promotion? Oh, well, hello, Lanyap is a business. <laughs> You know, it is, uh, I, I think, the, the, especially as a small business, it really helps to stretch you and to extend, I don't want to say your team, but this, this helps you to gain exposure in different ways. And we're, we're talking advertising, but it helps in so many other ways, education. I found that I was learning things at a faster pace because I had, I was in a room with so many experts across different areas and the information sharing worked really well as well. So our target audiences, we found similar. So it just expanded our tentacles, mine specifically a lot faster than I anticipated because I opened myself to the partnerships. What I, what I love about what we do is um, for me, it actually helped me develop my own skills in terms of presentation, talking, that developing and curating of topics and content. I mean, before your show tomorrow, before you, when you approached me to on back in the clubhouse days, back in the days of clubhouse, you know, when you approached me, I was like mortified. I was like, I don't know anything about doing this. You know, this person has asked you to do this. I'm not sure, like, what, what does she even know what I like? I don't know. And I sat down and I organized it. Like, of course I said yes, but you would not believe the week leading up, I was just agonizing. I wrote every single word I had to say was written on a, was written in a document. I practiced it and I was just agonizing over this thing. And gradually I got to the point by doing it more than once, you asked me to come back and I was like, this person is really serious, boy, she actually to come back a second time. Okay, we go again. And then I started to liaise with Michael and he and I started... And I just, I've gotten to the point now where it's really easy for me to do now, you know, that talking and bringing out of content, but it was, you know, it was really able to help me organize my thoughts because you were driving the content, right? You were asking me to go into my brain and pull all these things out. 
which, you know, it's not that I didn't know it. I knew it, but I just didn't have the organized way to bring it out. Right. So I think now it's really cool because that I've used your space and I continue to use this space to help develop, you know, my speaking skills, my presentation skills and my ability to speak off the cuff, <laughs> you know, as opposed to reading from, from reading from a page, you know. So that that's what this opportunity has done for me. So it's more of an internal development. Yes, there's the, um, the exposure side, but for me more so, it's always been about developing my skills. You know, I found it interesting, too, as we were getting into this, how you walk into it with understanding what your target audience is and what I think we have all learned and what I've seen amongst us is the cross-pollination of things, how it, it helps to expand uh, beyond even your country and, uh, and reaching your target audience to a place that I think had it not been for this type of environment, it would have been slower for the uptake and exposure. So the advertising component of it here for us, I thought was pretty healthy in places where people are reaching out to us because we're learning they need us in places that we didn't think they that our skill set might have been, well, Tamara and Michael, I mean, you, you guys, but on, on my side, you know, because digital is data everywhere, but I, I'm, I'm, I've learned in expanding and opening my mind in, in other places, in other countries that I know I wouldn't have expanded to as quickly as I have, and it's been as a result of partnerships in spaces with people who are not necessarily based in the United States. So I thought that was a pretty healthy thing um, to help my small business grow in a different way. Yay, 100%. And um, <laughs> Allison is also saying she knows what you mean, Andrea, about that growth and that. <laughs> Do you want me to speak? <laughs> I love that. So, right. So what we see is that there's an opportunity for the business to grow. There is an opportunity to gain more traction in your target audience. Um, and then there's the opportunity to also some professional development that happened there. All right. So point number two. So uh, another opportunity to increase visibility and grow through your business is through paid advertising, right? By creating tailored campaigns with social media, in social media and search ads, you can really reach your ideal customers for really maximum impact. And this is something that, as we talked about, right? This is, here's where you look at the collaboration with the agency. The agency will probably do the paid advertising, but what you're going to do with this business is inform them about your target audience. You're going to tell them exactly who your ideal customer is, you're going to partner with them to understand what are the ads, what are the keywords? You want to be aware of the keywords they're going to be using because you want to determine, are those keywords the right keywords for me? Have I been driving business with that? Do they understand my market? Are those going to be keywords that are broad match, phrase match? So there's some understanding that you need to have as a small business when you they're doing the paid advertising. But it definitely gets you in front of the right customer really, really quickly. Uh, so this is a great way for a small business to say, hey, I'm starting to today, what's a great way for me to get in front of my target audience? It's paid advertising. So you want to have a budget for that. As a small business, you should have a budget for that. Social media ads also gets you in front of that targeted audience, sometimes a little bit broader, but it gets you to that place. Eventually, you get to that place of defining those folks um, because there are a lot of metrics within the social media apps as well. So Definitely, definitely look at paid advertising. It's something that we do for our clients. Um, actually, right now, we're in the process of running some paid ads for a client. And 
it's kind of telling us if we're we're in that stage of understanding if we're hitting the right target audience and then optimizing those ads to actually do better and to make sure that we're really hitting the right targets but right away we were able to get in front of teachers administrators that's their targets and now we're kind of really leaning into who are the true to the niches with the ads so a great way for a business to get in front of um those to get in front of the right people so team i'm going to kick this back to you to see what your thoughts are on paid advertising I just wanted to add, you know, as you were talking about getting in front of the right audience, because we see all too often where, you know, businesses use paid advertising, but they use very broad audiences. And they're taking that shotgun approach where, you know, they've probably engaged an agency, but they're using a very broad. So you want to, you know, make the use, you want to see that return on that advertising spend, right? So all the things that Tamara just said, you know, you want to look at that target audience, you want to make sure that you're in front of the right audiences or the relevant audiences for your business. So paid advertising, definitely. Um, you've got to look at that budget. You've got to look at that time factor for which you, you're going to, to advertise for and what results you're expecting to see. And of course, you're going to collect data along the way. Right. I just want to add that broad piece is important, right? So you, 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 you leaned into it and I want to lean into it a little bit more. As a small business, you should understand if people are running broad advertising words, because that means that your keyword, for instance, is digital marketing. And when you run broad advertising, what happens is that when people search for digital or marketing, you show up. You don't necessarily want to show up for digital and marketing because that just means that you're anybody searching for anything not related to digital marketing specifically, just digital and those, those words separately, you're going to get those people coming to you. And that's what means to be broad. When it's really leaned in and it's a phrase match, for instance, that person has to search digital marketing for your content to show up. So understanding the importance of that, because you lose a lot of money that way. And we've walked into clients who've actually worked with other agencies that are just running broad match. And we've had to, we worked with one of our last clients, we worked with them and we actually pulled back their advertising budget. <clears throat> because what they were spending on didn't make sense. So we got really, really narrow. They knew their target audience really well. They knew that there weren't a lot of people out there searching, but when they search, they were being very specific. So we cleaned it up. We made a phrase match. We made an exact match. And we got when people put those words in that they showed up, not the general words. So that's an important thing for a small business, CFO, CMO, CEO to understand because it runs the budget down very quickly. And to go a little harder on that, and we in a couple of weeks we're going to actually get into this. It, it it's really back to something Andrea mentioned when we were speaking about the young lady um, um, with with the envelope saving is your target audience and understanding who your ideal client is because that plays into exactly what Tamara and Michael are saying in, in, in your, your keyword search and where they are. And I will just say on the paid advertising side. From take yourself out of a small business seat as a business owner, put yourself in, in, in the consumer side. How many of you have purchased from an ad that you, what you don't realize was an ad that you saw in a social media space or some other space, it, it, you've purchased because someone put that on the shelf in, in your line's eye of vision for you to buy and remarket it to you, by the way, also based upon something that you placed in your shopping cart and abandoned. So it is a relevant way for you to gain clients at the right space of when they're at the prime to buy and also when they're shopping 
for something that's in your your line of business. So it is worthy. It's an investment. It's not a cost. It's not just you know an expense. It's an investment for your business and fine tuned and done well. It's a worthy worthy investment. One hundred percent. Ooh, man. How do I get to the? I'm like I feel like I need a sound effect for that. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Back to the presentation. <laughs> Don't give me a toy. <laughs> so the fourth thing we want to talk about is search engine optimization. So why is search engine optimization important? Because it's about those keywords and it's about finding people that are searching for you, uh, that are looking for your product or service, but not necessarily looking for your business. And paid ad works the same way as well, too, just that you're paying for one. But it's all keyword based. And if you're paying for those keywords, you want to make sure that you're also optimize for those keywords organically. Because where you want to be, you want to be in a space of how many times do I show up on that search results page, right? So you put in a keyword, when you put in those keywords, you want to see yourself in the paid area. You want to see yourself organically. If you have a physical business, you want to see your Google My Business listing. Uh, if you have a Facebook page, if you have an Instagram page, you want to show up all those times. That's called real estate in search, right? So we always talk about real estate. People always talk about real estate and how prime real estate is important. So you want to look at your keywords like prime real estate. So you pay for it you get it organically, you get it through other mediums, through your social media channels and all that. But you want to be in a space where you show up three or four times um, as someone searches for you because they're, what's happening is you're giving your business credibility because they see all those links. You're giving yourself more opportunity for people to click on you. And again, these people are showing intention. They put in the keywords. They're looking for this. this they're looking for it. They may be, as Michelle said, ready to buy. So optimizing those keywords in your website is super important. And I mean, we've talked about SEO so much here. So I'm going to kick it over to the team to dig in a little bit deeper. <laughs> Listen, we can't say enough about SEO, but the main thing you want to remember here as a business is SEO is not just relevant just to Google. Like everything is a search engine. Everywhere we're typing in and looking for information is a search engine and has some level of search engine optimization. So just take that in. Um, once I can type in a search YouTube, we've seen the benefits of SEO just in driving this show on YouTube, right? We've worked on keywords. We know what we want to show up for, and it's a learning process, an ongoing process for which we'll continue to show up for, right? So remember to think of things that, you know, we may kind of pigeonhole ourselves to think that, okay, SEO website. But SEO goes much further and continues to pay dividends down the road. As the dividends are paying down the road, you know, the numbers lady in here is like, did we miss number three? <laughs> <laughs> in the private chat. So this is a live show, guys. Stuff happens all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> no pressure today. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> public relations. <laughs> public relations is important. So we're taking a step back because we did number four before we did number three. That's okay. <laughs> so number three is public relations. This is so important, right? Public relations, and sometimes we don't think about this as small businesses, but this is something that working with an agency, you can also get done sometimes as a small business, maybe doing it by yourself. Uh, I know a few of us here have worked with the great Carly Communications. So getting your business featured in the media is such an important way to increase your authenticity and your credibility. 
I was recently featured in Authority Magazine. Uh, I think I've been featured. I've been featured in that magazine twice. Um, and working with Carla, it's been just awesome. When I Google myself now, those are the articles that show up first. So that means when somebody Googles me, those are the articles that show up first. So it shows that I am an expert in my industry, and that these magazines have decided that they wanted to, you know, put my words out there. So. Google me and you will see those articles. <laughs> but public relations is a great way. <laughs> Thank you so much. Public relations is a great way to get in front of that audience, that direct target. And depending on the publication, you have to really understand things like who is their target audience? Who are they reaching uh, to make sure that that makes sense for your business? But uh, Andrea, Michelle, I know, I know you guys have uh, done the PR as well too. So talk a little bit about that and how that's been helpful with your business. You know, um, so the thing about the thing about getting featured and stuff, it really does help to establish who you are and allows you to tell your story in a way that I think your post just can't, right? There's no amount of personal post and tell your story post, which I personally hate to do, um, could actually get that type of reaction. You know, it's just about you on your page talking about yourself, but then put yourself in the newspaper you know, and put yourself on a, a website, a recognized name, people take notice and they go, oh, you know, and one of the funny things for me is I got, I did all these different features. I did written features and I also did interviews and I would find myself meeting up with people in my network, old friends, colleagues, whatever. And like, you know, I saw you the other day, you know, I said, where you saw me? And it's like, I think I saw you on TV because I got featured here locally in our local media. So I got, I did a local TV interview and I did a local um, newspaper interview. And um, so they would go, yeah, I think I saw you. I saw you on TV and this, that. Now, these are people who, by that, they, they have not reached out to say that they've seen it. You know, they have not commented when I shared it. But they're, it's in the back of their mind, Andrea's doing this. You know, Andrea's doing this thing. So what that says to me is that I'm at the somehow I'm getting I'm I'm in the forefront of their mind so that if they need they go oh right I remember I saw Andrea on TV and 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 she and she got featured in the newspaper you know and tomorrow you know how we talk here in Trinidad you know these things are fancy things right I, I see I, so I see you I, I see you was in the TV yes I was on TV <laughs> right but there's something that resonates with people when they see that somebody else wants to share your story. And I think that is the key thing. Not just you talking about yourself on your on your own page, but somebody else is sharing the story and it, that's it, it lends the credibility. I've seen that for sure. I've, and I've been able to, when talking to potential clients and especially when trying to build that corporate space, you know, I've been talking to corporate clients, say, yes, you know, um, as seen on TTT, which is our local channel, as seen in that interview, as seen in Authority Magazine. You know, I've just been able to share that content with them. Just, hey, take a read. You want to know who I am? And that's literally what I do now. And people say, you know, you want to get to know me in my email marketing? Hey, here's a story that I did. And it speaks about my journey. You can learn about me. And then you want to talk to me, you can hit the button and you can reply. So I think I love that about, you know, public relations. And we had our own public relations story at Monavan starting out in Trinidad. So we did radio, we did television, um, we did articles. The whole tour. The whole tour. And, you know, from an uh, authority building standpoint, visibility standpoint, what happens is that the psychology of it is a lot of people viewing 
felt that one, well, wow, Tamara started this company, but two, more important was it's a big company. There was a perception of size that got translated that if we are appearing in all of these places, we must be a large company. So PR, definitely get on it. <laughs> but it was it but it it was just understanding that pulling all these things together, right, really makes sense to get you its visibility, growth, top of mind. So go ahead, Michelle. Nah. I was saying it, it is, uh, and Carly, Carla was um, helpful with me when I when I first came through and has since, and that Authority Magazine component and just having that article out there, it will come back to you in, in times that you think, you know, it's evergreen. It's always out there and people, when they're Googling you or, you know, pick a place and, and searching for you, it comes up. My video came up that I did um, with uh, Brandpreneur as I was doing my photo shoot and the, those components of it. And you just never know how far it goes. And you're right, Michael. People think that you're a large agency. If you're on TV, if you've gotten yourself published, if uh, that recollection, like you said, Andrea, that comes through and someone said, well, they must be a trusted source. They have to be a thought leader if they are capable and able to get into those spaces. So that's a lesson learned also for those that are sitting back and trying to Stay quietly behind the scenes and allowing your work to speak for you. You've got to step forward because once you step forward, these are the ways that your business gets out there um, in a way organically and, and others, that evergreen component that becomes a reality for your business that's imperative that helps you to go along with that paid component that we were just speaking to uh, and, and the SEO. It works really well. So invite it into your world. You know, and just to share a funny story with, with PR, right? So Dana and I did our workshop a couple months ago um, here in Trinidad. And in approaching one of the sponsors, we both, now by this time, both of us have been featured. We both worked with Carla. And he recognized her, one of the sponsors, and we met. I saw you somewhere, you know. And she's like, what, where is he? He's like, yes, I saw you on TV. And he called the TV station name and everything. She's like, yes, I did. And so this is me thinking, but that interview wasn't like a while ago, but he remembered and we got, that was the foot in the door. He goes, oh, right. And immediately our conversations after that was smooth. He was like, yeah, I know her. I recognize her. And after that, you know, that was our best, you know, biggest sponsor. And, you know, we developed a relationship with them, but that was the key. That was the foot in the door. And, and, and PR did that. We didn't have to do much, you know, of course, mm -hmm. you record, you sent your email, you sent your bios and that sort of thing, but it's not warm. It's not a very warm thing that you're doing because the person has said, no, I know, I know them. Yeah. Those are good people. Andrea, so it goes back to what I call the no like trust factor. And in order to get to someone to that point of sale, because you're selling yourself at that point, you're trying to convince them or, or get the people to a place of trust to work with you to move forward with that next call to action that you're requesting. And that helps you in a space that gives you intangible social proofing that you have difficulty getting just on a one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation. There are some other companies, some other places validating who you are by allowing you that visibility in that PR space. So it is worthy, again, if, there, if it's a time investment, if it's a monetary investment, if it's an educational stretch for you and investing in you, it's a worthy place for you to be in. 
All right. And, awesome. and how about tie it back to lead generation? Right? PR for lead generation. Go on. Let's get it. Let's get it rocking. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. Thank God we went back to that number three slide. So, all right. So number four, we did, we talked about search engine optimization. So we talked about it before. So if you're watching us in the recap, if you're listening to it on the podcast, we just, you know, put things, I put things out of order, but we went back to it. So SEO is definitely still an important factor. You want to look at those keywords and make sure that you're optimizing. Um, the next thing you want to look at is building a strong community around your business. This can really help increase visibility and loyalty. Um, and this is something when we started, we started building our first community in Clubhouse. Um, it was the first place that we got to really sit and listen to the voices of small businesses to hear what they were saying, what they were thinking, what they were feeling about digital. And that's where we saw our business really start to grow. So we understand that we must uh, build a community around our business um, to continue to have warm leads. The Clubhouse community was such an interesting place because that was, you know, people literally were speaking to you, you know, they, you know, we were able to mute and, you know, people were able to give their comments. It was just this, this great way to get this immediate feedback right then and there. So you don't have to go back and look at comments afterwards to see, you know, but um, I think it really helped establish you Tamara, as, oh, this person, she talks about this, this room, she talks about this. And I myself, you know, once I got to know, um, about your space I was sharing I was like hey check out this room if you're not on Clubhouse check it out they personally you know they talk about you know good things for a small business if you're running a small business and that sort of thing you know and I think it, it I think that really um that was a model that was as, as like a blueprint if you want to understand how to build your community and I remember oh, yeah. yeah that challenge of 365 days I was like she's crazy she's crazy 365 days every day Listen, I could barely commit to doing a live once a week. Like, you know, <laughs> 365 days. And I, you know, when you did it, I was so happy when you completed it. I was like, oh my God, she really completed it. But I think um, that was a cool way for you. And it matched your personality really well, though. And I think, I think one point I would say about community is about, I think you need to match your own personality. So for me, I may not do that. I may not do that every day or try to do a club or so even try to do a show every and, and every week or whatever. I already have you guys. <laughs> but um, you really have to match your personality to find what works for you, though. Yeah, well, the 365 was less about 365 was me understanding. I just I, I knew that I had data. So we none of that was intentional, right? We stumbled, we think about it, COVID happened and Clubhouse happened and we stumbled into it. It was really a matter of nothing's happened at seven, it's happening at seven o'clock in the morning. I knew CJ, I reach out to CJ. I'm like, you know, this guy is pretty uh, famous in his, uh, in his niche. He's cool dude, we talk digital. Um, and so I was just like, let's do this. And so what I started to understand was when we said seven at seven and, and then I was just like, the, not the gimmick, but if I show up every day, I understood that people would feel they could trust me. She's always there. So I simply just understood it was a, I have to talk on a phone. I mean, how can I not do this <laughs> for 365 days? I have to pull up my phone and talk. I don't have to get it together. I don't have, you know what I mean? So all of a sudden it just made sense. And we started to see the needle move. 
So we started to see, we, we, we started to see business move. We started to see more leads. I was talking to more people than I'd ever talked to before. And I started to get responses. It was the call and answer that we talk about. All of a sudden I'm getting responses to things Mike and I've been talking about. So we're now adapting and changing our business. We produced a product right out of that. That's now something that we're expanding into what we're doing here with the digital clinic, right? So we're now taking that and we're taking the same concept and we're saying, hey, here's the community, but we don't, I don't need to do it 365 days anymore because now I understand how to hold the community and we understand more about their pain points. So always bringing the community to, to hear that voice of the small business is important so we can keep moving forward. Because if not, then I'm in the monovan idea all the time and not connecting with our customer. And the big thing about digital is that opportunity to really listen, that opportunity for people to talk back to you, for your customers to talk back to you. And that's what most businesses miss. And that's where the community really played well for us. And now we understand really doing this, we can't move forward without building community. And so it was all a test. And along the way, I'm just, you know, excessive. And so I'm just like, I'm going to do it for 365 days. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, right? So keep in mind, in those 365 days, I mean, I had <laughs> I had a <laughs> dental surgery. I My cousin passed away. I was on vacation with my friends that hated me at 7 o'clock in the morning because I was just like, I got to do this thing. <laughs> it was just, people were just like, like, I was, it was a lot. It was a lot on my life. It was one of the hardest things I've had to do. But for the business, it made sense, right? So it was definitely not easy. And then the other thing I understand is we have to, I just have to stay longer than everybody else, right? So that's my superpower. How do I outwork everybody else? Because most people don't stay for a long time. So when, you know, when everybody else is gone, I'm like, hey, I'm still here. And sometimes that's how you get the business, right? It's about the one left standing, right? It's just like love. <laughs> The analogies, the analogies are like weird. <laughs> Any other thoughts on community? <laughs> I think that that pretty much summed it up. Right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> but definitely think broader about your community. You know, there's business as B2B in that B2B space. Don't think that you can't have a, a community. You, your customers, anybody who's interested in your services forms part of your community. So really broadening your thinking and seeing how you can show up for your community, how you can help your community connect within itself, right? Because then you are always that plug, that glue. You are the one that brought them together. So people will always refer back to you. All right, moving on to point number six. This one's my favorite, and this is something we talk about all the time. Uh, we've come up with the technical term for it as the digital tour, but become a guest on popular podcasts, TV shows, web shows, just become a guest. It's something that we worked on in Clubhouse as well, where we have a lot of guests come to the stage. Uh, it's something that we do as well. I go, I do, I've done other people's podcasts. I've done other people's shows. This gives you an opportunity for visibility. Think about when someone writes a book. Um, I was actually just watching something on Netflix. Um, 
Style with Michelle Obama and Oprah. And Michelle Obama wrote a book and she continued to tour for two years to sell her book. She didn't just, you know what I mean? She's pretty popular. She didn't just drop her book and say, all right, cool, go buy it. She moved from city to city to city to city to continue to sell her book. And that's a two year tour. So just think about that, you know? And then she took, and then after that, they took the content of one of the tours and they put it on Netflix. That's still extending the longevity of the campaign, the, the book tour. So think about it the same way. How do you take your business on that digital tour? Where should you be showing up? It's a part of public relations as well, but that digital tour could be really helpful for you to connect with influencers in your industry, You know, just being in a space where you're always visible where that target audience is. And it also helps to continue to establish you as an expert. So it's this two-prong approach, more visibility, and more people seeing you as the expert. I love this piece because it, it, it you are often, uh, and think of it in the world of TV when you're watching, you know, any of your favorite variety show or something and someone comes on for, you know, a minute and a half and they talk to them, ask the, the, the knowledge person in the space, the thought leader on a specific topic. And you, you get to come in participate and, and learn uh, of what's there and expose yourself to their audience and exit. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not in, in this instance, creating everything from scratch. You're coming in and you're participating in their space, but it is a valid place where your target audience is, where you can gain quite a bit of exposure. I think uh, as we have been going through, we mentioned um, a, a bunch of Facebook rooms on LinkedIn, on podcasts, in Clubhouse, in this space where we're pulling people into uh, in our, our space as guests. And I think of other places where just off the cuff, I've been invited into meetings virtually <laughs> for people that says, oh, I know someone who is aware of how to do this. And I have walked into their space and, and taken Q&A many a day of we need someone that can help advise us in this space to help them. So open your, your mind to places that you've never been before, just as what you know in, in your business and that value that you bring to the table just in the Q&A session, you'd be surprised at how far that takes your business. Yeah, 100%. And this is something when, when we're talking to our customers, we're talking to them about these strategies as well, right? We're saying, okay, great. So we're probably going to focus on the technical side of things for you, but here are some things that we can help you do. How does the digital tour look for you? What, you know, identifying those people that you can start showing up in their shows and the importance of that for a small business, um, especially if you want to scale that small business, you really have to look at embracing this digital side of things or how things are done. And and sometimes we're experts in our own <laughs> at home. <laughs> we're experts in that, that small niche that we're in. But in digital, there's such an opportunity to get out there and really showcase that expertise. And it's really, really easy. Literally, anybody can have a show. <laughs> Literally, anybody can have a show. All right. So moving on to our final, final point. <clears throat> and we talked about this because it's, it's adding on to what we just talked about. It's develop and share expert content. Developing and sharing expert content is a great way to increase visibility and position you as a thought leader. We hear thought leader all the time, right? People say it all the time. It's one of those buzzwords that made me crazy in the beginning because I was just like, 
what's a thought leader? <laughs> what do they do? They they create, they, they think, and then they lead. But a thought leader is someone who is creating and positioning themselves as a subject matter expert. So developing and sharing that content becomes really important because people want to know, well, why should I, right? So your case studies, your, 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 your shows like this, right? You, all those things become ways that you can share that content and develop that content. And people because people, once they get to start to know you, they want to binge your content and they want to understand how does this person drive results? How do they help? And this is where you get to take your expertise and share it with them. It doesn't need to be video. It could be audio. You can find ways that make sense for you, but find ways to share that content. On You should be creating content that positions you as an expert probably at least twice a month and putting something out there to say, this is me as an expert. This is separate from everything else that I do all the other content, but that should really be an important part of your content strategy. Now, think about if you're working with an agency, the agency cannot produce that content for you. Can they maybe mock it up? Can they give you an outline? Sure. But this is your wheelhouse, right? This is where you get to shine as that industry leader to say, these are my thoughts. This is how I would move things forward. This is how I, this is what I call it. You know, Michelle has created the continuum. It's a, you know, she's been able to find her thing. Andrea, you know, the virtual CFO, they've been able to find their talk tracks. So they've all worked with me to get to that place, but I could not create that content for them, right? Because it's that's not my, that's not the part that I do, but I can help them get visibility for it and help them get to that place. So, um, you know, I said a lot there. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to you guys. <laughs> Beyond the likes, uh, Miss Mon-Louis. Beyond the likes is uh, for Monoman Digital. <laughs> I think this is what we tend to do is make this harder than it has to be. And as the girl that will always say, I should have worn my shirt again, let me overthink this. And that I've over time learned that I'm always saying it. I'm always doing it. And people want to hear. Think of, for, again, on the personal side, when you're leaning into, and as you say, binge watching someone or maybe a YouTube, a TV show, an article that someone writes somewhere that you see on LinkedIn, that can be you as well in the words that you are comfortable in saying people want to hear your real opinion about things. And it could be 15 seconds. It could be a soapbox moment as well, where you are standing on your soapbox, giving that information that's more longer form that works really well and someone wants to hear it. So don't shy away from it. Do not. It's taken me a moment to, to really get involved in it, but I had the content and that was the thing that I was always concerned about. Do I have enough to exist in that space and be evergreen with it without me spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week trying to do it? And people want to hear you. You lean into it all the time. Do the same for someone else. Michelle, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I, I struggle with it as well, but like I say, it's opportunities like this that help me frame the content because I have all these things in my head. And it's like, but what, how do I share it? What are the questions should I be answering? You know, so, um, but what I see though is that when I do put these things out, people go, oh yeah, like bug moments. They go, I never think about it that way. You know, and it's quite um, interesting. I, I, what I'm trying to do now is just say it in the way, like you say, what you're accustomed to saying. You know, in my own sessions with clients, 
sometimes I say things and a few seconds later I go, wow, I wish you were recording this. This would have been a really good plug, right? So I have to sit down now and remember what I said. Um, and as well, they go with Andrea, nobody, nobody never explained this to me this way. You know, that's, that's a word that I always get from clients. Nobody never explained it. And I'm and clearly I'm tapping into something, but you know, so to establish yourself um, as an expert, I think really helps for people to see, you know, that you know what you're talking about, that you're worth you're worth the two cents, right? You're worth you're worth your time and, and, and listening to you. Sometimes I go on my on, on my I have a talk following that I've been, you know, I'm, I'm not doing anything on purpose. I just you know, share things from time to time. And I notice sometimes when I get new followers, sometimes they actually binge all the videos. And you see them go like, 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 like. And I was like, oh, okay, you just went on my profile and you just looked at everything and you see they like it or they save it. And for me, that says, clearly I'm making sense. You know, clearly something has, you know, touched them. And it's usually videos where I'm sharing information where I tell you tips or I tell you I explain how to do something you know so that I think is critical in helping people to see that you know you know what you're talking about 100 <laughs> percent. it's important for people to know that you know what you're talking about and again it gives you that credibility it gives you all the things that we keep talking about right so Oh man, guys, this was this was a great show. And just to to kind of get you back to what we've been talking about today, it's really small business advertising. We gave you seven innovative ideas for growth and visibility in your small business. If you are working with an agency, it must be collaborative. There are things that you need to do for your small business. There are things that the agency needs to do as well in order to help you get to that growth and visibility. So check out these seven ideas. I think they're really good ideas and you should definitely look to see, are, are we implementing it? Are the agencies we're working with talking to us about these things? If not, you definitely wanna come check us out and talk to us a little bit because we are here to do that. And one of the greatest ways to connect with us is to start off on connecting with us on YouTube, connect with us on LinkedIn at your business and digital, and also listen to our podcasts on Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, and Google. We are in all the places. So definitely, definitely listen to us, connect with us, tell a small business uh, that you might know, tell a small business about our show. Uh, we want to really help them connect uh, their, their, their business to digital and make sure that they're really growing that revenue in the bank. Uh, so definitely do that. Dana is saying the thing about being a subject matter expert is that you have to speak in a language of the problem, then provide an escape through your content. I love that, right? <laughs> the escape through your content it is the escape through your content. Uh, it is really giving people the information to say, hey, here's how you can get it done. Here's the solution. I have the solution. Uh, but it helps to reinforce you as the business. So thank you for that point, Dana. Um, the other thing we want you to do is we want you to assess the uh, effectiveness of your online presence. Take our quiz, scan the QR code, take the quiz. If you're watching this video later on on YouTube, you will see that this video has a link to the quiz. Uh, we have to start adding it to LinkedIn as well. Uh, we have been adding it to the uh, description in the podcast. So take the quiz, take the quiz. It will really help you determine where you are. It'll give you a better understanding of where you stand in digital and what you can do to make things better. Because we want everyone in a space where they can truly uh, leverage digital to get to that money in the bank and to achieve their business goals. So guys, we've made it to the end of the show. <laughs> Any final thoughts? <laughs> Great presentation. I'm glad that we have sounds now. 
<laughs> I'm loving the return of the sound effect and happy May, everyone. Welcome to May. Oh, wow. We made it to me. <laughs> we made it to me. But I love this. I love these tips. And I think, um, I think no matter where you are in your business, you should be able to pull at least one to two of these and, you know, work on it. We're not saying to do all seven right away or even at the same time. But, you know, I'm sure no matter where your business is, you could find one to two of these, um, of these ideas and be able to implement it and then look towards implementing the other five, you know, as you go along. I love that. All right, guys. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> We love that you are all, I love it being the, doing this show with you guys. It's always a lot of fun, such great information. So uh, to be with these experts, I think is, you know, an important piece. And, you know, for you, the small business, again, our goal is to help you translate what you do into digital. We understand that digital can be complicated at times. It's daunting. It's not easy. Uh, it's about consistency. It's about understanding a lot of things, right? Uh, but we want to give you the framework so that if you were to work with an agency that you or or any type of expert that you understand the questions, the things that you need to know, because you cannot just set it and forget it. You can't walk away from it. You have to ask questions. You need to understand these things. So we're always here to help. I'm Tamara Mon-Louis. We will be back here on Wednesday. Wednesday, we have a guest. Super excited to bring Dana to the stage. Dana is always here with us in the comments. So cannot wait to have Dana come to the stage with us on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Allison is saying, great tips, great show. Uh, thank you for joining us, Allison. Have an amazing day, guys. We will see you back here on Wednesday. All right, take it easy. Bye. Bye.